ship. And I am here to start the pot. So let me go. Welcome back to Stir the Plot. It's me, your favorite Avenger, Brady King, hot off the set of Avengers Endgame, where money is no object. We shoot it out of confetti cannons <laughs> between takes. We all have multi-million dollar salaries, and I eat money. My name is Derek Fultz, and just like Iron Man, I'm willing to sacrifice myself for the kind of greater good. Uh, Thanos had a point. I'm, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> And I'm Colton Hart, your least favorite adventure hawk. I mean, uh, <laughs> ah, shoot. Uh, he goes by he goes by Ronan now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, could you take a pause? They're firing off the confetti cannon again. <laughs> I'm going to insert a confetti cannon sound effect oh, right thank here. Oh, God. As well as cash raining down on the set. <laughs> as well as me fighting off RDJ for a hundo. <laughs> okay. Just for 100? Mm-hmm. RDJ blows his nose with 100. <laughs> So we are a podcast for movie lovers where we watch the first and last scenes of a movie and we try to improv our way through what happens in between. Hey, Derek, what's new in the world of pop culture? What are the kids doing these days? Yeah, what, yeah, what are the kids up to? Well, as your pop culture aficionado, because neither one of you are on multiple social medias, <laughs> like I am. I'm on Visco and Grinder. That's it. <laughs> Grinder. I'm, ex- <laughs> I'm exclusively on LinkedIn and Venmo. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm on Raya, and um, that's it. Raya is the celebrity dating app where you like have to like pass a vetting process to get in. Oh, uh, I like barely squeaked through. Have I told you about the time I tried to get verified on Twitter? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. I just wanted to net- let y'all know because uh, it's happening one of these days. Wait, how does this app work? Do you just like Raya? sign up and have a chance that Selena Gomez scrolls across your feed? No, like you have to like pass a vetting process and have to have like a certain amount of like followers on social media and like if you're an actor it probably goes through your like sag credits or Mm -hmm. it's the weirdest thing in the world and i can't wait to join it (laughs) one day boys one day right now my account's probably the kind that influencers laugh at (laughs) yeah it's one of those things that if like if an influencer took a screenshot of my twitter it would be like a tbt and just said from humble beginnings (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like Okay, yeah, from humble beginnings when I started Twitter in, like, 2012. Yeah, I think my oldest tweet is, like, 2012, and I was, like, tweeting about Fred the movie or something. (laughs) Yikes. I was like, I'm watching Fred the movie. I'm cool. Smiley face. If you were to hack into my time hop and look at stuff from seven years ago, you would wonder the same thing I do. Which is why did I not get beat up more in high school? <laughs> or like why did our parents? You understand why teachers don't stop, right? It does make me wonder why my mom let me have social media at age twelve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, well, I was a full sixteen years old. <laughs> <laughs> I fully had my driver's license, um, but I was also still wearing cargo shorts and flip flops. So you're gonna have to forgive me, Derek, Derek. You're still wearing you're still wearing cargo shorts and flip flops. That's not true. I got rid of the extra pockets and took up the length. <laughs> a little bit they're not chubbies because chubbies is fat phobic because they don't make extended sizes uh this is a call-out post for chubbies um but we're here now and also who's here colton you kind of prophesied that robert pattinson was going to be the next batman and here we are edward cullen is going to be batman which okay that's not fair he is an okay actor I'm only going to see Vampire Batman. 
Yeah. The only Batman that can be killed by a wooden stake. (laughs) (laughs) Which, to be fair, if you drove a wooden stake through Ben Affleck's heart, he probably would die. Yeah, not Ben Affleck as Batman, just Ben Affleck. Just Ben Affleck. No, I think think Warner Brothers took Affleck's heart along with with Batman v Superman and Justice League. (laughs) Oh, God. They took every ounce of joy out of that man. Well, I mean, so did Jennifer Garner, but... Oh, man. Hey, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> if you guys see the soulless husk of Ben Affleck walking around, please give him a hug. Have you seen that picture of Ben Affleck just full beard? Probably in the middle of like filming Argo or something, but he is like on a balcony just smoking a cigarette, looking dead behind the eyes. <laughs> it's truly the most haunting photo. Mm. So yeah, Robert Pattinson's playing Batman. I don't know how I feel about it. What did I say? I was optimistically bummed yeah. when I found out. I was like, he could be okay, but I'm not happy about it. Watch him, y'all, watch him be the best Batman since Christian Bale. Honestly. I, I think mean, we're forget- oh, this That's George Clooney erasure, sorry. and I'm not going to handle that. Can we, can we bring back the bat nipples? I would. Is that possible? I would pay hundreds, if not thousands, of you of pesos. <laughs> of ripe American has, pesos. Yeah, which has a conversion rate of about two American dollars. Sure. To see the bat nipples back again. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we're gonna start a hashtag. Uh, hashtag bring back bat nipples or BBBN. <laughs> that is uh, such a long hashtag, and it's gonna blow up. <laughs> That's right. I'm real into like marketing nowadays. <laughs> wow. No, I'm not. What skills do you bring to the table? Well, I did start the BBN hashtag. <laughs> the what? Oh, the bring back the bat nipple. Mm. And then they just point to the door and I'm, I said, thank you for your time. <laughs> did you see Robert Pattinson's nipples? You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> the last point that I'm going to bring up about this is, um, so the short list for this Batman movie was Robert Pattinson and Nicholas Holt. And I'm like, why are we asking these pasty, sad (laughs) British boys to play Batman? I'm like, can we not get like a Scott Eastwood or just, you know, let's throw out some fun ones like a Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, some hunks. Yeah. I'm like, come on, y'all. I don't need to see Batman go through an existential crisis. (laughs) If you're going to give us a beauty standard, don't make it be pasty and bony. And sad. And sad. (laughs) Do we want to dive into this movie? Yeah. Let's do it. So this episode, we are going to cover it, which... We're going to well, cover sorry. what, Brady? <laughs> We're going to cover... <laughs> if you think that's the first and last time I'm going to make this joke, you are sadly mistaken. Spoiler alert, this horse is getting beaten into the ground. <laughs> I will. Hey, hmm. could you reach over and just unplug his mic real quick? <laughs> Thank you so much. Presumptuous of you to think that I haven't already cut <laughs> So this episode, we're going to cover the 1990s TV special, It, which featured Bill Curry? As, Tim Curry. Sorry, Tim Curry. Oh my, don't you dare besmirch um, the name of Tim Curry like that. By take, take two. You, uh, d- did you say Bill Murray? I Could don't you imagine know what Bill I, Murray I as Pennywise? I said Bill Curry. I, I literally just smashed two actors. Could you today. imagine Bill Murray as Pennywise? Just, hey guys, you want a, <laughs> want a balloon or something? I don't, I, why am I giving him this like... Very stereotypical, like, Gangs of New York accent. Hey, guys, I've been walking around in Switzerland for three months. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. I stumbled onto this set. It, as directed by Wes Anderson. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to cover 1990's It, which was a TV special uh, that was filmed in two parts and featured Tim Curry as Pennywise the Clown. 
And I honestly, the new It is one of my favorite horror movies of all time, but I have not seen the original. Yeah, I haven't seen the original either. Uh, the original meaning the one we're talking about now. I also haven't read the book. Um, but Every time I see it at Barnes and Nobles, I realize I could probably sink a ship with it. And I'm just not willing to submit myself. Oh, I could definitely that. like bludgeon someone to death. With it. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. But isn't that what knowledge already does to us? <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED talk. In oh this my essay, God. I will. <laughs> that was three memes uh, rolled into one. You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't read the book. I haven't seen the original. But I will also say that the remake is uh, one of not just one of my favorite horror movies. One of my favorite movies. Absolutely. Okay, so guys, let's go ahead and jump into the very first scene of It. Colton, take it away. We see a montage of a suburban neighborhood, sleepy and peaceful, as rain clouds form overhead. A young girl, Lori Ann, rides her tricycle down the street, singing to herself. Her mother calls out from the nearby porch. Come on, Lori Ann, it's gonna storm. Lori Ann parks her tricycle, but spots something before she gets to the door. A doll, lying on the concrete. Lorianne scoops it up, turning it over in her hands. The wind begins to pick up. Lorianne watches as the outside laundry begins to snap and tangle in the breeze. As sheets flap across each other, the image of a clown, Pennywise, appears for a split second. He smiles and waves to Lorianne. She smiles back. Several minutes later, her mother reappears on the porch, removing the twisted laundry. Lorianne? Silence. Honey, don't scare mom now. She steps off the porch, searching for her daughter. Lorianne's tricycle lies overturned on the sidewalk. Her mother's eyes spot something lying in the grass. She screams. I like the inflection you were putting on that. Yeah, it's like she a warm screamed, campfire story. She screams, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. <laughs> So I'm going to say uh, Neighborhood Watch was probably not on call this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I think that this is a coming-of-age movie. All right. Um, and I think we can kind of assume it's going to be, like, I don't want to say, like, buddy cop. <laughs> like a, like a, a buddy film. A buddy film between... Lorianne and Pennywise. And Pennywise. Yes. Okay. Mm. Uh, so I think that... Lorianne sees Pennywise. He's a clown. And she realizes that, I think I want to join the circus. Ooh. Yeah. Which is not my initial reaction upon seeing a clown, but to each their own. Well, this was a different time. You're it, right. It I mean, was a different era. Clowns weren't murdering people yet. It's true. I remember back like, oh gosh, it might be three, might be three years ago now where there'd be like those creepy clowns that would just stand on the side of roads. Yeah. Yeah. I watched all those videos and scared myself so bad one time that I legitimately like jumped in my car and like had a mini panic attack because I saw my reflection in my window. And I thought, <laughs> Inside, we all are truly clowns, and it doesn't come out until you look at your reflection and scare yourself half to death. So. It is interesting that it took us 30 years to realize that clowns are a sin against God and man. Mm-hmm. So uh, They go against God's natural order. Yeah. yeah. I and think I will go definitely on a product of the fall. Yeah, yeah, I will go on record saying that I think clowns are an abomination. And if you are a clown listening to this, I'm sorry, but you are evil <laughs> inherently. I Unless think your name is Joaquin Phoenix. No, he not well. No, he looks like a skeleton man. <laughs> he looks like Jack Skellington wrapped in beef jerky. I think that's how they made him. Yeah, oh, that's fair. 
I think God definitely put clowns on the earth to both tempt us and make us realize how low mankind can fall. <laughs> Were clowns in the Garden of Eden and that was the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil? <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> no, the, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah was for sure just a circus town. Oh, that's fair. Abraham was like, spare the city if you can find 10 righteous people. And he was like, it's the circus. Where do you expect <laughs> me to find them? <laughs> oh, man. We just lost all our clown viewers. Yeah. Listen, that's a demographic I'm willing to lose. I will I will go door to door to the clown viewers and be like, you need to turn that off. <laughs> no wonder the mom screamed, if my daughter ran away with a clown, like... Come on. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this is a coming of age, like sort of buddy film between Pennywise and Lorianne. She goes off and joins the circus. It, cu- it Later on in the movie, it cuts, you know, like 20 years in the future. Lorianne is like a. Right. Ma- she's like a master clown. Oh, no. Um, Do such things exist? I mean, Pennywise. Oh, God. She turns into like a clown recruiter. <laughs> like, um, is that like a pyramid scheme? Yeah, so uh, a clown multi-level marketing. We don't like to say pyramid schemes because that's kind of like uh, insinuating that there's a negative aspect to it. Right, of course. Um, So she will go to your house and she'll be like, listen, there's a lot of really cool things that you can do as a clown and you lose 30 pounds in five days. That's right. And if you keep progressing up and up, by the time you sign five new clowns, you get your own clown car. You get your own clown cruise. That's right. Which is what I like to call Tom Cruise every now and then. (laughs) Clown cruise, a little clown cruise over there. Um, I mean, maybe her her friends like get word that she's, you know, run away from the circus and they go to rescue her, but it's too late. Mm. She's already like she is Pennywise, like she's become <gasps> the very thing she swore to destroy. Ooh, wait a minute, Morian, <laughs> clown hunter, she goes <laughs> undercover. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> she goes undercover. We're here. To the we made it. <laughs> and then she slowly gets brainwashed into becoming a clown. <gasps> this is amazing. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. Clowns are a gateway drug. Oh, my God. Okay. This is in the such and such, such and such hunter extended universe. Yeah. So, you know, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Mm-hmm. We all know that movie that uh, posed the question. Are people from Texas vampires? <laughs> <laughs> so it is in the same universe. She is a descendant of Abraham Lincoln. Okay. But, you know, vampires have all kind of phased out because, you know, it's not popular anymore to be a vampire. Right. So. <laughs> they're, all, they're all becoming Batman now. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, they're all, they're all uh, crime fighting vigilantes now. And But because of the whole resurgence of, like, killer clowns back three years ago. There was like a you know a, a shift in popularity to clowns, and so they're like, okay, Lorianne. Oh my God. Okay, so y'all know Halloween, right? Yeah. The movie. Mm-hmm. The main character is named Lorianne Strode. <laughs> is it really? This is Lorianne. She's done hunting Michael Myers, and now she's <laughs> she hunting clowns. <laughs> let me like let me fact check that real quick. She has taken the visage of a child. <gasps> Her name in the movie is just Lori Strode, but I'm going to go ahead and make an artistic choice that her real name is Lori Ann Strode. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, a story of Lori as a child. Yeah. Oh, this is okay. 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 Derek <laughs> okay. found it. Okay. <laughs> there, there it is. So y'all know in Avengers Endgame, there's time travel, right? <laughs> this movie starts out Lori 
meets up with a scientist. I'm going to say Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Yeah. Every movie is connected in this universe. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I killed Michael Myers, quote, unquote, unquote, unquote. So what can I do now? And he's like, well, there's a bunch of... Uh, I'm, this is my Optimus Prime voice. <laughs> if you remember from that episode. Oh, we, need to, oh, we need to send you back in time to go kill Pennywise. Kill Pennywise. We and can so, end clownhood for good. Yeah, if we, we can, can just destroy the Pennywise. sin of clowns. Mm-hmm. She gets sent back in time to be a child. Right. To the exact moment that Pennywise shows up in Derry. Mm-hmm. And it's her mission to kill him. Mm-hmm. So she integrates with this family. Her mom comes up and sees that Lori has killed Pennywise. Oh, gotcha. But it's not the real Pennywise. It's one of his, like, followers. Uh, a clownlet. A clown. A, <laughs> a clownlet. Yes, a clownlet. <laughs> uh, so that's why she screams, because she's like, oh, my God, my daughter's a murderer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that means that Lori has to abandon this family and find a new family, which I think we're going to find out later on. Speaking of, let's go ahead and move on to the next scene. Colton, are you ready to take on round two? Yep. Let's do it. Deep underground in a dark cave, a group of children stand silently in a circle. They keep their eyes closed, whispering prayers to each other. Stanley, a young boy around age 12, continues to pray as something tugs at his arm. Stanley. Stanley boy. Stanley opens his eyes and turns to see... Pennywise the clown, screaming as he grabs Stanley by the arms and drags him away. The other children break their concentration just in time to see Pennywise pin Stanley against the wall. Stanley, resist! Let go! Be afraid! (laughs) (laughs) Quick, Bev, the stones! Bev searches frantically through her backpack, removing a smooth rock and a slingshot. You all taste so much better when you're afraid! Hurry, Bev! Kill it! In her panic, Bev drops the stone. It clatters to the ground and bounces away. Kill me? Ah! Ah! Me? Oh, you are priceless, brat. I am eternal, child! Bev scrambles across the floor after the rock, finally snatching it in her hand. I am the eater of worlds and children, and you are next! Pennywise's mouth opens to reveal rows of sharp teeth in desperate need of a decent floss. <laughs> He lunges for Stanley, trying to take a bite out of his neck, just as Richie leaps forward. This is battery acid, you slime! Richie sprays his inhaler in Pennywise's face. Pennywise releases Stanley, screaming painfully as his face begins to melt. Bev stretches her slingshot back, taking aim at Pennywise. Please, God. The rock flies forward, knocking a chunk from Pennywise's head as a brilliant white light beams from the wound. Kill it, Bev! Kill it! Bev takes aim again, but Pennywise leaps forward. He bounces over the children, contorting his body. It slips through a small drain in the floor. Just as he disappears, Pennywise's hand catches Richie's, attempting to drag him down the hole. Help me! The children grab Richie's arm, fighting against Pennywise's grip. He begins to slip slowly, slowly, and finally Pennywise gives up, leaving the children alone and gasping for breath. Is it dead? We've got to go after it. No, it's dead. We have to make sure. A distant scream echoes from the drain. The children look at each other in horror. Later, the children walk through the green forest, exhausted from their battle with Pennywise. Bill stops the group for a moment. Promise me, if it isn't dead, we'll all come back. 
He extends his arm, and one by one, each member of the group places their hand on his in a tight circle, swearing their mission to end Pennywise. The group embraces. Okay. Asthmatic for the win. <laughs> Who said that being asthmatic wasn't a, <laughs> wasn't going to come in handy one day? Um, <laughs> Richie is my favorite Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a lot of ground to cover between the last scene and here. <laughs> yes, we do. Like I said, Lori realizes that she has to abandon this family. Mm-hmm. Lori then sheds the name Lori Ann and adopts the name Bev. Bev. <laughs> she catches wind of that not being the real Pennywise that she kills. And so she is like, well, I have to find something. You know, I, I have to find him somehow. So yeah. she begins to, you know, kind of do some reconnaissance from some of the local kids around the town. Right. So she blends in. It's sort of yeah. like a... So she starts going to school. She's like, I know all this already. I'm like a 65-year-old woman. <laughs> um, but she also realizes that because she is now a minor and underage, she can't buy weapons. Right. So the only thing she has available is a slingshot and a rock. And since all movies are connected in this world, the Infinity Stones. <laughs> or a Infinity Stone. She's been trained to use her chakras to embed them into the rocks. Right, right. of course. Because, I mean, how else, whenever she fly- fires a slingshot at Pennywise, a brilliant white light comes out of his head when he hits mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. The, only time, the only thing that happens when I get hit with a slingshot, <laughs> I get a concussion. <laughs> so somehow she gains access to the Tesseract. Mm-hmm. Condenses it into a rock, right? And this is the secret weapon that she plans on using against Pennywise. Right. I like it. So all in secret, Lori has kind of been conversing with Doc Brown and the rest of you know, yeah, Donatello and oh. the Hulk <laughs> from Avengers Endgame. <laughs> the whole '80s crew. Yeah, the whole '80s crew. But she's you know, she's conversing with them in the present day. Of course. You know, they're kind of going back and forth. She's like, you know, I think in this movie and in this world, Pennywise is a sort of like galactic threat, almost in the mm. same vein as Thanos, but a lot scarier than Thanos. Yeah. Well, because he says he's the he's eater the, of worlds and children. Yeah. Is, Spe- is he Galactus? Question mark. Is Pennywise, Gal- is Pennywise Galactus? Is it set in the Marvel universe <laughs> this is what all i don't know what what phase are we in phase 10 i think it's four <laughs> like real <laughs> realistically four emotionally 98 yeah so this is what all emotionally 98 phases have been building towards yeah it's pennywise's demise is pennywise's demise so you know they're like you know just keep hanging out with these kids or whatever keep trying to fit in but you have to use the infinity stone to kill pennywise mm-hmm. it's the only way you can't use any more weapons that because you're a child you're a, an actual <laughs> child which, I mean, like, it's the 70s. They probably wouldn't have any qualms about giving a girl a Glock, but, I mean. <laughs> Texas doesn't. Oh, no. I mean, it's 2019 in Texas. You let, you can carry around. You can openly brandish swords. <laughs> like, this is RuneScape. Studied the Blade for years. <laughs> while you were off. <laughs> while, you were, while you were busy dating. <laughs> I've been studying the art of the Blade. Uh, yeah, it's pretty clear that this movie does not happen in a southern state. Right. No, this yeah, is very yeah. much of the north. Yeah, this has got to be like New Jersey, maybe. I'm saying Maryland. Maryland. Because <laughs> I know in reality it takes place in Derry, Maine. Yeah, most people forget Maine's a state anyway. So. I would love to forget that Maine is a state. Because <laughs> all of Stephen King's stuff happens in Maine, and I'm like, that just sounds like an evil place. Yeah. Well, and also, it's probably because it's so close to Canada. Mm. Yeah. Once again, harping on our are Canadian listeners. Do you have? Are is, are we good with Canada? Like, 
Are you down to clown with Canada? I'm not down with clowns whatsoever. That's fair. Amen. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure we see where the finale goes. Like right. she, she finally gets the courage to end this thing that's been the focal point of her career for decades, pretty much at this right. point. Where does and Richie get battery acid? Well, so back in the 80s. <laughs> this is fair. You can get anything. Yeah, just as much as they didn't care about, you know, giving girls Glocks, they also didn't care about giving asthmatics battery acid. <laughs> the 80s was pretty much a time where everything was out to kill you. You could open your fridge and probably contract cancer. Like <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Thank God for modern medicine. Vaccinate your kids. <laughs> um, That's just a side note. Not my kids. No, here we go. Oh no! Just another Don't thing. To, just, an, just another thing to add to your list. <laughs> I beef with Canada. Colton is an anti-vaxer, so and I mean Derek exists. So. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a problem in and of itself. I love how we're just having like a vaccination talk, like right in the middle <laughs> of this ding dong podcast. podcast. Vaccinate your kids, or they turn into Pennywise. <laughs> Do you think Pennywise? Oh, that would explain so much. Because sin creates disease. Yes. Vaccinations are the cure. Right. Pennywise mm. is an anti-vaxxer, which mm. is why he's so... Which is why he's so scary. And why he's a clown. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first of all, folks. Anti-vaxxers are clowns. <laughs> which sounds like a 90s... Uh, PSA commercial. If you don't vaccinate your kids, you're a dang clown. <laughs> Are you down to clown? <laughs> Are you down to clown with polio? Hiya, Georgie. We've got all kinds of diseases down here. Hiya, Georgie. Heard you got the measles. I have an essential oil for that. Oh, man. <laughs> Come down here, Georgie. I got lavender and rose. <laughs> Thieves. <laughs> I love this. I love that we have come to this point now where Pennywise is an anti-vaxxer mom, which is why he's so scary. It's like Pennywise tells him, be afraid, because... Yeah, he's like, yeah. you taste so much better when you're afraid, which is code for you taste so much better when you have scarlet fever. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think we had a, a pretty decent time yeah. with uh, the plot of it. Yeah, so I can't wait for the sequel. Where yeah. <laughs> Where they take down Pennywise with a sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> so, Derek, what is this movie actually about? So, uh, it is about Pennywise the clown. He is this sort of, we come to find out in like part two of this like TV movie that he's an extra dimensional being mm -hmm. that has existed since before the beginning of time. So, we weren't that far off. No, he's, he's for sure an alien. Um, and every 27 years, he shows up in Derry, Maine to feed on children. I don't know why he feeds. Oh, he like feeds on children by making them scared, and he it's funny because he doesn't attack adults because he's like kids have more tangible fears, adults have fears like taxes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Which I mean, he doesn't actually say that, but like that's my fear. So he shows up every twenty seven years. In this iteration, he shows up and just kind of crosses paths with all these kids who kind of team up together to defeat him. Uh, in part one, they think that they kill him, and at the end, they're like, right. "Okay, they make they make like a blood oath. Mm -hmm. If slash when Pennywise shows up again, uh, that they will like come back to Derry and kill him." 
Yeah, I guess we'll find out in It Part 2 it's, coming soon. It's wild. It's the wildest crap I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Uh, but I love Stephen King as an author. Uh, I think he knows what he's doing, but also how many drugs was he doing? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Well, I think that does it for the plot of It. Right now, we're going to go ahead and move into... Shaken, not stirred. Woo! Uh, basically, with this segment, uh, we take a bunch of movies, um, we spin a wheel that has them on that, and then we take a bunch of movie genres, we spin a wheel that has that, put them together, so it could be, maybe it's like Goodwill Hunting as an action movie. Okay. Um, yeah. I've also added some TV shows into these. Oh, okay. Um, just to kind of... Spice things up a little Just bit. Just kind of stir this the pot. Is fun. Ooh, Ooh. Stir the uh, yeah. I am a dish here. <laughs> um, all right, let's. let's God, we love our theme song. <laughs> what a good noise! All right, we got Toy Story. Okay. As. <laughs> a war film. <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story is now set in the 1940s. Saving Private Andy. Saving Private Andy. Private Andy has been lost in the fog of war, and it's up to Woody and Buzz to go out there and save him. <laughs> or it's just like the story behind all the army men. Like, from Toy Story. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> oh, my God. It's a, it's a prequel. It's like a prequel, like a, yeah. like a Rogue One or a Solo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it's it's about uh, Sarge and his infantry, and them storming the beaches of Normandy, <laughs> which so happens to be like Andy's bathroom, or yeah, like <laughs> or like the sandbox outside. <laughs> yes, and then uh, they're basically fighting against all of like the scary toys from Sid's room. Oh gosh, it's a real bloody, gory film. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised Disney made it. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, I was actually surprised they got Mel Gibson in to direct this one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, with uh, producer credit from Martin Scorsese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's real violent, real vulgar, too. I've never thought I'd see a plastic soldier say the F word, but here we are. It's here 2019, y'all. And I'm still in therapy. <laughs> oh, man. All right, y'all want another one? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Shrek? <laughs> God. <laughs> As a documentary? <laughs> It's about like um, the ghost hunter people or like the monster hunters. Like oh they're my God. looking for Shrek in the woods, but they're like the fairy tale creatures. Oh my gosh. It's basically like finding Bigfoot, yeah. but they're trying to track down Shrek. <laughs> yeah. I can see. And they, they always get him in like the grainiest possible, mm -hmm. like 240p cell phone footage. But it's also like at night and the night vision filters on. So it's like all you really kind of see is like a vague outline and two green glowing <laughs> eyes. <laughs> They keep recording audio that could be literally anything. But like if you like kind of uh, boost up the bass and like just kind of like filter out some of the white noise. <laughs> and it just close says, your ears. Yeah, it just says, get out my swamp. <laughs> <laughs> or this is my swamp. What are you doing in my swamp? Oh. <laughs> of course, they never actually find Shrek because no. how else are we supposed to keep finding Shrek going for nine seasons? Yeah. Uh, what do you think would be a good title for this besides like finding Shrek or just like Planet uh, Ogre? Yeah, Planet, Planet Ogre. Ogre. <laughs> oh man. Y'all see they're making a new uh, penguin like documentary, documentary that literally just looks like March of the Penguins. Too. Every penguin documentary looks like March of the Penguins. <laughs> 
I just remember seeing it in theaters, like the the trailer for it. And me and my friends were like, "Who asked for this again?" What like, movie? What movie were you going to see where you saw a trailer for a penguin documentary? I think it was. I think it was Endgame. I don't know what kind of active lives penguins are living, but I I feel like we've covered pretty much all ground on penguins that we yeah. can possibly do. I you take know? it back. I think it was Detective Pikachu. I think there's a little bit too much penguin. Penguins are my favorite animal. I will say there's too much penguin representation in media. I the market is saturated. Colton, let's get another one. One more. One more. Yeah, one more. Modern Family. Okay. So the TV show ones. As as a mystery movie. Okay. It could be like Clue, like someone in the family <gasps> has killed someone, okay. and they're trying yes. to figure out mm -hmm. which person in the family it was, and it's like a whole season. Yeah. And so it's like, um, it's like Riverdale and it's kind of, yeah, it's like a, a gritty sort of like teen drama, mm -hmm. but like yeah. with lots of angst and stuff. I'm going to go ahead and age down the cast at least like 30 years, uh, except for Rainy Rodriguez and her little brother who play, uh, Sofia Vergara's kids because mm -hmm. I mean, was Rainy Rodriguez in that show? No, her brother is literally in the show, and I just assumed that Rainy Rodriguez was no, in the show. No, uh, it's Rico Rodriguez. Rico, yeah. that's right. Yeah, we're just, except for him. He's going to stay the same. Everyone right. else is like 30 years younger. They're all teenagers. They're all angsty. <laughs> they all listen to Simple Plan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there, someone dies. I'm going to say it's the dog butler statue. That is a deep cut from that show. Wow. Because every time I've seen an episode of Modern Family, it's the same episode playing at a McDonald's in Kingwood, <laughs> in Kingwood Texas. Because <laughs> I stop there to eat before I go to improv, just a little bit of insider baseball. <laughs> and then at the end, they find out it was Rico Rodriguez the whole time. Always comes back to Rico. And he escapes. He goes on the lamb, and that's when the second season starts. Is Rico's been gone for you know however long, like you know five years, and then someone else gets murdered, and that's when they show he's back, and they all get a text on their phone saying, "Miss me, A." <laughs> Who's A? <laughs> exactly. And they have to figure out who A is, and I'm basically just lifting the plot from Pretty Little Liars at this point. I think that's just lifting the plot from every other mystery team. That's fair. That's a fair point. <clears throat> All right. I, I've had to stay oddly silent on this because I don't know anything about Modern Family. <laughs> I know surface level. <laughs> yeah, very surface level. All right. I think that's it. I think that's good. I think right. we. I think we sufficiently shook up some plots. Mm. Yeah. Stirred them. I had to get. I am shaken. I'm. I'm. I am shook. Shook as a book, as the kids say. <laughs> Um, real talk now? Let's yeah, let's do real talk. All right, so this is our segment uh, that I came up with all on my own, no help from the rest <laughs> of my cast. Uh, I was real sitting in my closet one day. <laughs> <laughs> Barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> so this is real talk, uh, where we actually take movies seriously and we talk about some of the things that we have been enjoying since we last saw each other and last recorded. Um, I guess I'll start. So, I've seen a couple of really good movies lately. Uh, I saw Avengers Endgame, which of was course. very, very good. As we all know, I've seen it twice. Uh, I would like to see it again, but that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. I don't think my bladder could take a third. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't get a UTI because yeah. I held in my pee so long. <laughs> um, Avengers Endgame was very, very good. I am just so pleased with what they did with it. Um, yeah. I think everything, everything felt 
right. Yeah, it was a really good movie. I was like, it felt uh, nothing felt cheap, nothing felt like not worked for. So, yeah. secondly, uh, I saw Detective Pikachu. How was it? I okay. It's not a perfect movie. No, of course. I did not care that it wasn't a perfect movie. Sure. It is the best video game movie that they have made. It's also the only video game movie that they have that has gotten a fresh score on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I think it's yeah. I think it's at a 75. Yeah, a 75 considering or 76. how low the bar is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog is going to blow all of them out of the water. Of but. course. Of course. <laughs> and by blow them out of the water, we mean get a score lower than a zero. <laughs> Yikes! I never thought I'd see anthropomorphic Sonic have teeth. His legs are so skinny. A full <laughs> row of molars. When I saw, when I watched that trailer and I saw the first like shot of him from behind, I literally screamed. <laughs> like it was, it was not me being over dramatic as I am prone to do. Yeah. Um, I legit was like, oh my god! Like <laughs> when uh, I saw Detective Pikachu as well, and they showed that trailer. Whenever Sonic appeared on screen, my entire theater booed. Like they. Booed at this. Yeah. Like the, Sonic will never hear their boos, but he knows. He knows. He knows deep down in their heart. And what I'm really upset about that thing is, is the director was like, "We hear you. Like We're going he's, to change. Yeah, he looks ugly. We get it. We're gonna change him before the movie comes out, sir. You have six months. I don't know what the like post production timeline is on something like this, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it's probably not like five months. You've already set this movie up for failure, really. I mean, release like, your trash can movie and go home in failure. <laughs> Hang your head in shame. Do not go against people's human rights to make Sonic look yeah. okay. There's another part of me that thinks that they have like a separate animation for Sonic just stowed away somewhere on someone's hard drive that they're just gonna be like, <laughs> okay, we got a bunch of buzz around the movie. Now pull, let's release like the, the real one. stuff. Yeah. That'd be hilarious, though. But I'm also just upset that this movie is getting made because we don't need a live-action Sonic movie. I didn't think we needed a live-action de- Pokemon movie, especially not a live-action Detective Pikachu movie. But it was good. This movie's not going to be good. Yeah. The general consensus I've heard is like, Detective Pikachu is a fun movie. Yeah. And it's an accurate representation of it like, remi- Pokemon. It reminded me of like why I love Pokemon. Well, yeah. All the Pokemon on there looked phenomenal. There wasn't, there were maybe one or two that I was like, ah, oh, I didn't like the look of them. Like Charizard was a little weird, but like, they just a little looked, too scaly for yeah. me. Yeah, they just looked good. I don't know. It was just. Yeah, it's like if they can do that, if they can make these like anime creatures look presentable and like, oh, Pikachu is adorable. <laughs> you can make, <laughs> you can you make can Sonic make, the Hedgehog not have calves and molars. <laughs> you can make Sonic the Hedgehog not have a pile of dirty, gross shoes in yeah. his den. Mm-hmm. Did you did you see that part of the trailer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It made me physically want to vomit. <laughs> uh, Colton, have you seen anything lately? Well, I know you're all asking yourselves, um, do the Spy Kids movies still hold up? And I can tell you without a doubt that they do. Not. Um, <laughs> Wait, where first is this one is going? really good. I recently rewatched all four of them with my roommates. Uh, what's the fourth one? Actually, I I was wrong. There's only three. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't you ever speak the name of the fourth Spy Kids movie <laughs> again? This is a three Spy Kids household, and you know that. Um, first one is like still really, really good weird and stupid and definitely like of the early 2000s i was also weird and stupid in the early 2000s <laughs> i was also of the early 2000s in the early 2000s um the second one is 
different. I don't know. It's weird. And the the third one is just like, what? what where have what we happened? Gone? Like, where where did we? But me and my roommates literally like watched it, and we just roasted the crap out of it for like an hour and a half, and we had so much fun. So if you're looking for a fun watch, I would highly suggest rewatching them. And they're not that good of movies just to begin with. So it's like <laughs> you're just already going to have a fun time. Yeah. Um, Bradley, what about you? <laughs> I'm currently running through all the movies I have seen recently, and it's not oh, many. Oh, he has money. Oh, so I did recently watch uh, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile with oh, Zac yeah. Efron. The Which Ted is how Bundy I movie. describe my body type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Zach Efron actually did a really good job as Ted Bundy. The take on this movie was interesting because mm-hmm. up until, like, if you didn't know anything about Ted Bundy, they kind of put his role as a serial killer in question for, like, the entire movie. Yeah. Um, which I thought was super interesting because, like, he did, obviously. Are you sure? Yeah. Were I you mean, there? Who, can, who can say, honestly? Were you there? He's just so handsome. Can how someone can he, that how can handsome he be brutally really... murdered these women? Can someone like Zach, sweet Zach. Cool Uncle Ted? Yeah. Uh, He's a murderer? No. He made such good Baba Ganoush. <laughs> <laughs> what is this voice you're doing? It's me. You, you're cool. Yeah, you, yeah, Aunt Margaret. <laughs> Do you hear about Ted? You hear about Ted Bundy? You hear this one about Ted Bundy? He just couldn't have done it. They said so he's sweet. a. They said he's a murderer, and I was like, Ted from Bridge Club? <laughs> no. No one's gonna tell me that my Teddy is a murderer. They said he is. What's the title of the movie again? <laughs> <laughs> they said he's extremely wicked, vile, and mean. Shockingly evil and vile. Shockingly and mean. And I said. Ted with the jello molds? <laughs> Ted the Tupperware salesman? <laughs> Ted the PTA president? <laughs> no! I, I refuse. I think all PTA presidents are probably serial Probably. <laughs> if you can deal with kids that long, there's you've got some skeletons in your closet that you need to take care of. Oh, boy. Anyway, guys, uh, it's been great having you here for episode eight. We never thought we'd make it this far. I think we say that every, every episode. episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, It's true every episode. Before we go, I did want to give another fan shout out. This one goes out to my friend, uh, Sean McCauley, who has been with us since the beginning. He's actually the first one that messaged me about the podcast and was like, hey, man, y'all are doing a really good job, and it's really funny. So I just wanted to give him a quick shout out. Uh, he is actually a musician. If you look him up on Facebook, uh, Sean McCauley Music, that is S-H-A-W-N-M-C-C-A-U-L-E-Y, music. I'm not spelling music out for you. Hopefully you're literate. Um, look him up. He's a, he's a pretty good singer. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this dumb podcast. You can find us on all pretty much all social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. If you want to reach out with questions or comments, just email us at stirtheplot at gmail.com. And uh, if you have time, swing by iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really does help us get discovered really quickly. It takes like two seconds, and it would mean the world. I'll give you a hug if I ever see you in Walmart. I won't. (laughs) I respect people's personal boundaries. I don't. We know. I'm shockingly wicked. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, guys, this has been Stir the Plots, a podcast for movie lovers. I'm Brady King. I'm Colton Hart. And I'm Derek Fultz. And if you see Sandra Bullock, make sure she's not a clown first. Give her a hug. Respect her personal boundaries. (laughs) She bought the book.